Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, hi, and welcome. I am revisiting a fabulous conversation that I had with the wonderful Nicola Chapman Haste when she came on the podcast last year now. So this is a vintage uh, Feel Good Habits, but it's why I'm reloading it, because it is one that I have had so much positive feedback from, so much feedback from in general, because Nick was so open and we just had a very frank and honest discussion about the things that bother us, the things that make us feel better, and how to essentially maintain that positive mindset. Now this episode, just to flag up, was recorded before Nick went and had her treatment, her stem cell treatment for MS. Now you can follow that journey on her Instagram at Nicola Chapman and also at Nick's New Beginning. So that's at N-I-C-S New Beginning where she has charted everything. It's an incredible story. And if you haven't already seen it, I really strongly recommend that you take a look at that account, particularly Nick's New Beginning and take a look at the journey she's been on and um, what she shared because it's just so inspiring. But this is a reloaded edition of Feel Good Habits and it's with the wonderful, the brilliant Nicola Chapman. Well, this is flipping delightful because, I don't know, my friend, makeup artist extraordinaire, just all-round excellent human being, Nicola Chapman. Hi, darling. Thanks for having me. Didn't It's not even a question. It was just always a matter of time. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, yeah, I'm really good. It's nice. It's uh, Now it's summer holidays. It's really nice. I don't have to do any homeschooling. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my god, I hated it so much. I'm not a teacher. I'm good at teaching makeup, but I'm not a you know, luckily my learning age is probably the same as Edie, seven to eight year old. So I've learned so much. Um so it's yeah. Uh, everything I'm like, hang on, let me just Google that because I'm not sure whether that has an EY or whether that's just a Y at the end. I was speaking to someone the other day who has a child similar age, I think, to Harry. How at eight? Eight, yeah. 
Um, but then also a teenager and just said, the homeschooling for the eight-year-old has been a cinch, but the teenager, I am clearly, I would not pass those exams. No. Well, Harry's doing all partitioning and, well, that's not too difficult, but the way they do maths is so different to how, well, I never really did it, let's be honest, but it's so <laughs> different. And Ian took that because Harry just laughed at me and be like, mum, you won't be able to do this. I'm like, I know, buddy. There's no problem. Aww. I'm not interested in doing it even, but it doesn't, I do, I would have done a job in that if that, but no, it's not my not my forte. That's an interesting thing to suddenly have to do, just be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you Google parent, because me and Harry have had this argument when I'm like, darling, I'm I'm your, he's like, you're not my teacher. I'm like, I am. That is my main role in life. I am your teacher. And he's like, no, you're not. You're my mum. So I, I was like, right, I Googled parent. Thank God it said teacher. <laughs> the first line teacher. So, um, sorry, I swore. Um, okay. You're in a so, safe space. Um, yeah, I, I, I was like, look, Harry, teacher. And he was like, oh, all right. I said, so my job is to teach you. It's to teach you to be a well-mannered boy, a polite boy, wrong and right. Um, and he was fine. But, uh, yeah, I'm for, but it's not that sort of teacher. Mm. Never to be a maths teacher or a literacy teacher because I ain't good at that. Yeah, so um, summer holidays. Yeah, we're on summer holidays now, so it's fine. So fun teacher. But, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we can now and we can play games and do all the stuff that we enjoy a little bit more. Well, having taken on the role of teacher, uh, which is something sort of completely unexpected, you may have needed to have delved into your store of feel-good habits yep. to get you through the end of the day or to get you, you know, at the end of the day to kick back and go, whew, that was a lot. So you very kindly said that you will come on and share your feel-good habits with uh, me and my most excellent listeners. So where do we begin, my friend? Music, always. Music is my most favourite thing in the world. It gives all the feels, emotion, sadness. You know, there's songs for everything, so I will always turn to music. I love going to festivals. I've been gutted. They've all been cancelled. I love live music, but I love and listening to it to make you feel better. Mm. Have you had any albums or, I mean, I know you said earlier before we started recording, you've got specific songs, but have you got any albums? Well, my favourite albums are Fleetwood Mac. Um, well, they're my favourite band, um, but... At the moment, I'm really into um, Bishop Briggs. Have you heard of Bishop Briggs? No. I really, really, they, everything I like is very beaty. So I like, I normally like a female singer with a real sudden, <laughs> I like that sort of music that has a hard bass to it, if you know what I mean. I also absolutely love house music. Love it. It's my go-to. It reminds me of happy times when I was like, a teenager in my early 20s and I'd go to like clubs and just dance the night away so um I love and actually my kids love it now and Ian does as well because um Ian and I used to in our teens go clubbing together have I never went clubbing I think I went to a couple of clubs and I hated them really I Mm. think quite a um people that are outside of London I think it's something that people, well, maybe people in London do, but it's a very different club scene in London to what you get when you are outside London. There isn't, I don't know, you would drive to go to a club, do you know what I mean? And it would be like 
a head candy event or a what used to be called milky lunch or something like that and everyone would be like are you going to that are you going to that and yeah it's just something that you used to do when you lived I imagine when you lived outside of London Mm. I just remember on the motorways you know you'd see all the signs with the DJs like DJ Cole Cox and things is it Cole Cox yeah and I think something's going on but yeah I think I used used to be designated driver so I used to just be like oh when is everyone going to be ready to oh I was too young to even get in I used to have to be like, please let me get into this club. Please let me get into this club. Otherwise, I'm going to spend the next four hours sitting in a car because we travel there. But um, I used to manage it. I used to manage it. So is this what you work out to? Do you have particular music to work out? Um, I also like music to work out to that's quite beaty as well. I just love to have something, especially if you're running, not that I do that so much, but if you're running, you want to have something to kind of set your pace to or to, um, you know, do the movements too to get you motivated like I quite often have my break when it's like something that's a bit mellower and then I'll think I'm going to wait for the beat to kick in and then I'm going to really smash this home and do the rest of my burpees or whatever it is that I'm currently doing at that time yeah when I used to run I used to have specific track lists that would be 140 beats per minute see to yeah I love very much I love how geeky you are I wouldn't even know I'd be like yeah she's got a good beat I wouldn't even <laughs> beats for a minute. I'd just be like, that sounds good. I'm on it. I remember being on a treadmill. I was in a gym in Italy with Inga, formerly of Cosmo, you know Inga. Yeah. And we were on treadmills next to each other. And she was listening to um, what was it? Oh uh, not Price Waterhouse Cooper, that I'm Stock Aiken and Waterman. <laughs> she was listening to like Kylie and that kind of oh. upbeat music. And she was in yes. this really nice rhythm. And I was on the treadmill next to her listening to Guns and Roses, and I was in a really nice rhythm, but I was furious. <laughs> yeah. See, I'd be listening to something like um what's my favorite oh it depends on the mood if I'm in when I was in my 20s and hadn't wasn't in a proper relationship or something I'd listen to like Beyonce independent woman or something like that to really get me going and motivating you must not know about me you know what I mean (laughs) I can have another you in a minute it would be things like that but now it's more um I quite like Plan B as well. His new album's really good and beaty. Uh, but normally, there's an amazing album, Renaissance Classics. Rena- is it called Renaissance Classics or Renaissance These Classics? Let me just play you a beat. And then, um, like, if this doesn't bring you happiness, I don't know. And it, you only need the first line. So maybe you might have to take it out. We'll see. Um Let me turn it up for this first just thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, how can you, does that not bring you so much joy? It's like, I'll break you down deep down where the love is. I literally, anything like that, I'm, yeah! And my kids are like, Mom, calm down. I'm like, no, listen to it, buddy, listen. Funnily, I have been listening to a lot of Stevie Nicks during lockdown. Have you? like her voice very much and so so by osmosis Pleatwood Mac as well but Rooms on Fire has been a defining track of lockdown for me I love it oh see I just think Stevie Nicks has such a lovely raspy voice Mm. really clear but it's also got this undertone of graveliness which I really really like my favorite is The Chain have you seen Harry Styles cover The Chain it was so brilliant in the live lounge it was so brilliant 
I was like, oh my God, I've never fancied you because you're a child, but you look really fit singing this song. <laughs> oh no, I've fallen in love with him as well. But you know that he and Stevie Nicks are really good mates. Oh really? I and love they've, yeah. they've performed together and they've performed... Uh, is it Stop Dragging My Heart Around? Isn't that one? Anyway, they've been performing together as well. And it's it's just like, oh, my God, I couldn't be happier. I oh, literally couldn't be happier. Yeah, he, he did that so well. I did. Oh, Ian was like, Nick, 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 have you listened to this? Because he knows what I really love, Fleetwood Mac. So he was like, oh, you've got to listen to Harry Styles. I actually really like some of his music that he's brought out. I like his style and I like his sort of music that he's just genre that he's decided to go for which is obviously more him than mm. maybe being in a boy band and he also did an incredible cover of sledgehammer by peter gabriel was that in the live lounge too it was on howard stern's radio show oh, maybe i haven't listened to that i feel like i have but maybe i haven't i will send you the link after this um so am i i'm gonna run ahead and assume is working out one of your feel-good habits oh, as well definitely um, I have to because when I am when I am in a bad mood or when I'm not feeling great, I have an inner anger that I think I I generate to everyone around me. I think I'm fine, but I'm obviously you know how some people can change a room's atmosphere. Yeah, I think I do that. I never thought I did, and I know people that do, but. Now I think, mm, I think I might be really, really that person that sets everyone on edge when I'm angry. You can like see it in my, how I carry myself and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. people just have this, don't even talk to her wrong. Don't look at her. Don't smile at her. I think I am that. Um, so I do take myself off and go and train and get it out of my system or I put something on that I enjoy um, because I'd hate, I hate the thought of me being that person that can change a mood of the whole household. Yeah. Just because I'm on a tipping point. Do you know what I, mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. Some of my, actually my crappiest memories are where I've stayed in situations, not crappiest memories, but you know, feeling of, I can just go back to that feeling of frustration of being in a situation that I didn't want to be in and not for whatever reason leaving yeah, you and sort of years out of it. Yeah, it's and years later, thinking I, I had the power to leave. Why didn't I? Yeah, there's just and actually, I have a counselor, which is another one of my feel good habits. Habits, um, who it's really nice to just talk about you for an hour. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't think it's Ian's job to. Well, I'll go back to training in a minute. I don't think it's Ian's job to always you know, deal with all of everything that's going on. And I also don't always want to tell everyone everything. I also don't always want my husband to know everything. And I don't mean it in a way of, um, it's not his job in a way to to put me on the even mm. level that I need to be on. So um, I finally got a counsellor and, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. Just to have someone that I know, your job is to listen to me, talk about me for an hour. And to hear how they decipher what you're saying and, and you know, without giving you any direction or saying, well, you're this, they just work around it. And it's just the most brilliant thing to mm. talk to someone and to say, you know, a lot of it comes up that I'm like, I find my son quite challenging. You know, I find him quite 
angry and I worry that he gets that anger from me. Is it something that he's picked up from me? Not that I'm angry to them, but I would be, I have a short fuse sometimes, you know, when you ask them relentlessly, Harry, have you brushed your teeth? Harry, have you brushed your teeth? And he just ignores you and you say it 30 times. And then the last one, you're like, Harry, brush your teeth. Mm. Why are you shouting? I'm like, because you don't listen to me. And she's really helped me the way I approach it, the way I feel about it. You know, is it going to be a problem if he doesn't? What's the difference? Does he does he have to do it right now? Or is that a, a thing that you've put on your mind? Is that one of your rules? You know, will it? It's really clever how they break it down to you. And I'm just not, I don't raise my voice around them anymore. I'm just not. I just don't have that anger anymore. And I think that's one of the main things is finding out where to push it and where to store that and, you know, how to deal with it. And it just gives you a new mindset. And I think that's probably one of the best things I could have done to help me not get into these situations, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's so interesting. A friend of mine um, has been seeing a counsellor and basically came out of it a little while later and said, I realise now that every time I used to snap at my team in the job that she used to have, it's because if they didn't do what I said when I asked them to do it in the way that I wanted them to do it, my interpretation was disrespect. Yeah. And so then I came at them with um, a disciplinary, like, I was quite hard on them and it never occurred to me that maybe they didn't know how to ask me for help or that they were struggling or, and that sounds like a similar thing. It's just changing your perception of reality. And, and you can't change the other people around you, but you can change the way you approach them. Like obviously from a young age, my, my dad left, my mum, he was violent to my mum. So they split up and me and my sister were older and my brothers were seven um, and I'm seven years older and Sam's 10 years older. And we stepped up and became almost another parent in a way. Um, and my counsellor was, I was like, oh, you know, I always host everything and I do this and I'd like it all to be done like that. And she said, and why do you think that is? And it turns out it's because I took on a role of an adult very, very uh, young. So I'm always trying to over deliver and like everything to be done a straight, certain way. And then she's like, so who was your parent? Where's your parent been? Because you've been on a level with your mum this whole time. And I've been stopping my mum being my parent because I don't like her to worry about me. So with everything, with my MS and whatnot, I, if she says, how are you feeling? I'd really struggle to tell her because I don't want her to worry because mm. I'm the alpha male. Do you know what I mean? I'm, mm. I'm the male who's looking after her. So um, I really put in new ways of dealing with it where I'm actually telling my mum how I feel I'm letting her be my mum again because I think that's probably another reason why she's a bit scared to ask me because I'm always like yeah I'm fine I'm fine don't worry about me whereas now I'm like you know what actually mum I've been struggling with this and I've been struggling with that and it's really helped me be able to voice how I'm feeling rather than keep it in just for me do you know what I mean? And, and it's also helped our relationship, not that me and my mum ever had problems, but it's made her be my mum again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I took away from her and I didn't even realise I was doing it, but I'd moan that my mum never asked me how I am about my MS. It's because I always shut her down. Every time she asked me, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'll start talking about something else. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mm. interesting how those things that 
you didn't realize they they kind of tell you and you're like oh my god I didn't even think that it could be me yeah just it's just fascinating so counseling is way up there as my thing that I think everyone should do I 100% agree with you and it's interesting what you say because it's boundaries isn't it it's boundaries and barriers like you think you're building a protective wall but actually you're not allowing people through yeah you're becoming the wall you're not you know you're not allowing yourself to grieve to talk to say to be loved because you're always stopping it from happening because you don't want to hurt other people around you, but you're taking this all on yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's it's mm. such an interesting, interesting thing to do. And the way they break it down, you're like, oh, wow, wow. And you really do open your eyes and see everything differently after you've had, you know, you need quite a few sessions, but afterwards you're like, oh my God, wow, I am in control of this, even though I didn't think I was. I can change this. It's not too late. Yeah, it's really empowering. And can I ask you, did you have, when I first started having therapy, I remember there were two really significant reactions. The first was that I would either come out of a session and feel like I could pick up a a car. I felt so powerful. Or I would have sessions where actually it was like, it might be quite a good idea to have a nap and a bit of a weep. Yeah, I think, (laughs) yeah, I've had a few like that. And also you never know which way it's going to go and it can go a whole different way to you've expected and suddenly you're crying and you're like wow I didn't expect that to affect me like that what I'm talking about and yeah quite often some of them are really like oh my god I really want to go take the kids for a walk and I want to look at the butterflies and I want to take it all in and I want to remember everything because this might be the last time I get to do this Mm. you know might be the last time that I'm washing up and looking out the window. I'm going to enjoy this washing up. Do you know what I mean? Little things like that, actually being in the moment. And then there's other times where I'm like, I just just need to be on my own. I just mm. need to reflect and think about what we've just discussed. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a fantastic thing to make you live your best life and be all openly available that's brilliant because I think it can people can be scared of what they're going to unpick or what they I thought I uh, might I didn't want to I didn't want to because in my mind sorry I, I feel like I really interrupted no. but in my mind my sister's like I think you should speak to someone I think you should not because I was normal but she said everyone has things and it's really nice to have someone to talk to but I felt like I was I didn't need that I'm normal I don't need that but actually it's not about being normal. We should, as normal, you should all have that. Do you know what I mean? And then I started having it done or speaking to someone. I was like, wow, this is the most amazing journey to be on ever. Like to actually look into yourself and think, ah, oh, I did need this help. I really needed it. And I can live a better life from having been more aware of staying in my own lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you have to do lifeboats? I don't think I did lifeboats. Oh my god, it's amazing. But I think I remember thinking I'd spent such a lot of time trying to make sense of the world and other people. Mm. And then in counseling, realizing that actually the most important thing to understand was me and yeah. how I interacted with the world. Yeah. You're so good though. How have you found lockdown on your own? I've actually been okay, but now that I'm speaking to you, I haven't ha- had any therapy or counselling for a couple of years, and I'm now thinking, God, maybe I would benefit from 
going back just because I've been, I actually think one of the benefits of having had the counselling that I've had is that I always used to, when I used to be by myself, it was almost like I was on standby mode. Like it didn't, that time didn't matter because I wasn't around other people. Mm. So, and it sounds really silly. I was never dirty, but I would just like, what's the point in tidying up? I get, I get it. But then that can develop into what's the point in washing? Yeah. Changing my clothes. And then that becomes depression. Exactly. Exactly. I I think it's something that um, our own minds are so powerful. And I really think we take it for granted how powerful our minds are. You know, like actually growing up, this is going really deep, but growing up, I had a boyfriend and um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the, the, the positioning was, but every time he'd obviously done something, I don't know, because it was around this time and I felt very insecure. And every time I ate, I thought, it started off with Indian food. Every time I ate, I'd be like, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. There's something in this is going to make me sick. It's going to make me sick. And I'd physically be sick. Right. And then it went on to other stuff. And I said to my mum, mum, I can't hold food down when I eat. I'm sick. And she was like, right, we, well, are you making yourself sick? I'm like, no, I'm not, mum. I promise you I'm not. I, I love food. I wouldn't do that. Um, and then she said, right, okay, we're going to take you to the hospital, to the doctors. I went to the doctors. I went to the hospital and I had to have a barium meal. And that's when you drink something and they check what's going on inside you. And they said to me, this, this absolutely can't see any signs of anything. There's nothing wrong with you. I was never sick again. It just mm. needed someone who was really like a doctor or whatnot to tell me you're totally fine. And it never happened again. And actually that's one of the things I've taken on with my kids as well, because often they will feel like there's something wrong with them. Mum, 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 this pain's pain. I will always listen to them and be like, do you know what? Would you like me to take you to see someone? I don't think there's anything there, but if you want to, and and then they'll stop. It's so funny, but just having that support and knowing someone's listening to them is so crucial for them. Um, I feel like I've taken this whole conversation onto a completely different No, it's... It's reminded me of a podcast I did recently with Dr. Jeffrey Rediger, who's done loads of research into spontaneous, um, what's it called? Spontaneous healing, spontaneous recovery, essentially. So people who are given a terminal diagnosis and then they're signed off and it's just, you know, they're given a certain amount of time. But in some instances, they make a full recovery. And so he spent the last 20 years exploring that. And a lot of the stuff that he, a lot of the data, and there is a lot of scientific data to back it up. It's not just anecdotal, but a lot of it is change in mindset. So the person being told that and how they, it changes how they think and uh, live my best life for whatever time I've got left. And then that positivity almost tips it. Yeah. So it's not to say that it's a cure, but it's just that um, in the cases that they've studied, it's a significant um, factor in what they think contributes to them being well again, which is just fascinating. It's so interesting. Our minds are so powerful, which is why I think it's really important to nurture it, to look after it and to have someone to talk to that will help you keep that mind on the right path and in the right direction and thinking the right thoughts because we don't even know how much it controls us and how powerful it is. Like I couldn't control what was happening at all. I felt that I couldn't. I just needed someone to tell me you're fine. And then it was yeah. gone. 
so weird those crazy things that um yeah so power of the mind so did you start that in lockdown or is that just I've been doing it before but it's been crucial during lockdown Mm. it's absolutely crucial um because it's been a really tough time you know and I think everyone's dealt with lockdown in very different ways some people have been like I'm too scared to go out some people have gone out some people do you know what I mean I think everyone um has had their different feelings about what's going on in the big wide world if you know what I mean and it's quite scary like luckily Ian and I are normally on different pages with it he's far more um be careful, do this, wash your hands. He's a, he's a bit more neurotic, I would say, um, whereas I'm not so. But together, we make that nice balance because we listen to each other and respect each other. And I think, yeah, Ian's telling me to do this, so I should do it. Ian, actually, if you go out to the supermarket, it's okay. The rules are there. It shows you because he, he panics more about... What if I'm not doing it right? What if I'm not keeping? I'm like, it's get out there and you'll see. Mm. The distance is there. They make sure you know it. But some people are scared to even do that because they're like, what if I get it wrong? Um, it's really interesting. When I had Kate Somerville on the podcast recently, because I was freaking out about, I got really scared about going to the supermarket and things like that. And when I get scared of something, I have to force myself to then do it. Yeah. Because otherwise it will control me. Um, not control me, but m- my mind will take over and make it much bigger than it is. Whereas if, then if I address it and I had Kate Somerville on the podcast and she works with a lot of frontline workers in her clinic who obviously and weren't working in her clinic in Beverly Hills. They were working on the front line and they were all wearing PPE. They were all doing everything that they needed to do. And there were no cases. So she said, so, you know, that if you do the right things, if you are washing your hands constantly, if you're wearing your mask, that the risk of getting it is is quite quite low so that gave me a real bolster actually yeah (laughs) i'm just thinking if i as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads linkedin has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes... Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Just follow the rules. Then that's the most I can do. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the perfect advice for you is like, 
you, we can't live our lives um, trapped in our own minds. Do you know what I mean, we have to actually be like, do you know what? I'm going to go out. And if I feel uncomfortable, at least I made it to the shop and then I'll go back. And then next time I'll go a little bit further and I might go in the shop. But I'm going to suss out the atmosphere and I'm going to suss out what to do. Because I think a lot of people, it's more, what if I get it wrong? What if I don't do it right? Mm. But take a drive there, stay in your car, have a look, see what other people are doing, see how they queue, see that they're, and then go home. And then tomorrow I'm actually going to go in the shop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, it is, it is a crazy time. Although I do think it was because of Ian, and I think it was on Haste House, Haste's house on Instagram, where he went to the front gate to go and get an Amazon delivery or something, and he went with a with gloves and a disinfectant spray. Yeah. And I think for that reason, I was leaving my post for like a day before I opened it. <laughs> I don't know what to do because Ian is more neurotic. I don't know if neurotic is the right word, but he's more he worries a bit more than me mm. because he wants to protect us all, and I'm like. Ah. But together, that balance is really, really good because then he's like, well, Nick, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I should be a little bit more. Mm. So let's talk about the gym a bit more because I think we were coming back to that because you uh, your workouts are truly inspiring and. I have watched your workouts before (laughs) where you do your burpees. You are really good at burpees. I really enjoy burpees. Yeah, that's that's weird, mate. <laughs> I, know, I know. Ian's like, I don't know why you enjoy it. I think that's the thing. If you if you changed, I'm trying not to do them all the time now, so that I don't find them as easy when I go back to it. And I don't find burpees easy. Don't get me wrong, but it becomes habit. That movement that becomes second nature. So I'm trying to do different movements so they become the next second nature. And that you know what I mean? So that every part of your body is moving and you don't have to think so much about it. If that makes sense. I think because of having MS, I'm trying to stimulate every muscle and every movement and work on different ones so that they don't get forgotten and don't remember how to work. I think What I've noticed about your workouts as well is that I think for a long time I used to, you know, go to the gym, bicep curl, bicep curl, and I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing. And then I watched some of your workouts where I think you had a plate on your foot to really strengthen your, I think your left foot. Yeah. And it just made me realize that, so when you are working out, you are so engaged, not just physically, but mentally in what you're working. Totally. And that's, and those little tiny isolation movements are to wake up the muscles that you wouldn't necessarily use all the time. So, you know, or we never know when those muscles will be called into action. So you want to make sure that all of those muscles are working. And actually, training new muscles is so exhausting. So, so exhausting because you're thinking, your brain is working, everything is active to try and get that to work. It's so interesting. Like, my brother can now come in the house because he's in our in our circle and he trains me and he's just bloody brilliant he really is a brilliant trainer and he gives me movements and I'm like oh that won't be hard and I'm like John I'm squatting everywhere and I'm literally not even doing something difficult I'm literally I've got a plate on my belly and I'm doing thrusting movements up and I'm like how does it hurt that much you know, I'm just, some of the stuff, you're like, how am I so exhausted just from doing this? Like he said to me the other day, I had to do triceps and biceps. And I thought, oh, um, biceps will be easier. 
I didn't realize biceps were actually harder because it's only two muscles where triceps are three. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm just sweating constantly. So it's really, it really is good. And we have good music on while we're doing that as well. And luckily my brother has the same music taste as me. And I did joke to him the other day because I said, can you imagine Jim and Sam listening to any of the music that we listen to? And we just laughed because they like much. Jim likes dark music. But I'm like, how do you feel happy listening to this? I feel so sad. I feel sad for you. And Sam just, you know, he'll put on 90s. I don't know what we listened to the other day, something. And I said, Sam would never listen to this. because She's too cool. <laughs> she is achingly cool. And I was watching one of her lives. It wasn't, when was it? A couple, probably start of lockdown. And she was listening to like some really cool, cool 90s music, I think. And I thought, oh, oh God, that's the music that the kids at school who I wanted to hang out with were listening to, but I wasn't cool enough to be in their gang. Yeah, my, that's my sister. She's so cool. And then um, we... Edie said to me the other day, we, we went for a walk with my sister, a distance walk, and Edie said to me, Mummy, afterwards, Mummy, will you still love me if I tell you this? It's like, of course I'll still love you. I'll always love you, my darling. What, what do you mean? She's like, I think Auntie Sam's prettier than you. <laughs> I was like, oh, darling, so do I, but it's all about personality and mine is way better. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing. She was like, she looked so scared to tell me. I was like, Darling, there's so many people that are. It's not about <laughs> looks. It's not about looks, sweetheart. I think Auntie Sam, no, I think she was started talking about Auntie Sam's makeup because she had a bright red lip on and Edie was obviously like so into this red, well, it's her red lip. And Edie was so into it and she was like, Mummy, started off, Mummy, I think you should do your makeup like Auntie Sam. I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Would you still love me? because I think she's a lot prettier than you. I was like, okay. <laughs> I think you and Sam should recreate the Beyonce Shakira video. You know, where you think well, that it's, you know, when like you think it's Shakira, but it's actually Beyonce and they kind of play. I think you should do that. That would be amazing. Edie would love it. Although <laughs> neither of us can move like Beyonce or Shakira. But the thing about the pair of you is that whenever I open Instagram and I see a picture, I just instantly am like, poor. Oh, that's <laughs> It's not the first picture I take, I promise you that. It's probably the 10th. I give myself a 10 picture cut off and then I'm like, nah, it's not today. No, I'm exactly the same, but I, I actually bought a reflector in lockdown. <laughs> what, for, for, for making sure the light is right? Yeah, so it's got a silver side, a gold side, a black side and a white side because it's one of these things you can sit around. And I thought that'll make my uh, selfies look better. And then I'll post one. And I don't retouch or do anything to them because I'm just like, I don't know how to. And then sometimes I think, yeah, maybe you should learn them. <laughs> because I look back at them and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I, no one got time for retouching themselves. Because when people see you in the flesh, they'll be like, you don't actually look like that. Like, n you look nothing like your Instagram. And then it's just living a lie, isn't it? Do you know what? I once went on Sky News because it was when it was years ago, probably about 10, 12 years ago, when there was a big debate about airbrushing. And I was supposed to be on, you know, from a magazine, why it's not bad. And the only argument I could come up with was, um, yes, people like Jordan are airbrushed, but I've also been out on a night out with, with Katie and people still recognise her. So it's not like we're making people unrecognizable and that was my only defense it's like oh. it's not like you walk into a bar and people go crikey who bought in the hunchback of Notre Dame you know she's still a beautiful person is she 
Inside. <laughs> depends where you, it depends where you perceive beauty. I never forget the time that we were out, and um, my sister saw Katie, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have my photo taken with Katie." And I would always be, I'm like, "Go on, then I'll take it. I'm, I don't want a photo with her because I just would get the cringes from asking." And Sam would never ask anyone, but because it was Jordan, aka Jordan, she was like, "I'm going to ask." And she was really rude to my sister, which I found funny, so funny. I was like, "This is amazing." I still have the picture. Oh, I might have to see that picture. Yeah, yeah. I still have the picture. And I just sometimes just send it to my sister. And I'm like, ah, remember the time you asked Jordan for a photo? It does make me laugh. But yeah, I'm sure she probably is nice. Maybe it was just an off day. Well, I, the, I follow this new, there's this account on Instagram called um, Dirt Moi, at Dirt Moi, so the French for two, Moi. And it is just basically like people DMing with their sightings or experiences with celebrities. Oh. And, Oh my God, I'm going to send you the link next. So in the morning when I wake up, there's like a hundred stories and it'll be like spotted Ben Affleck and it'll be a story about Ben Affleck or someone buying donuts. And I am riveted by this account. It's just the most, I mean, listeners, Nick and I have been talking beforehand about we both watched Selling Sunset yesterday. And if you can consume Selling Sunset in one or two sessions, then you will really like this account. It's great. What's it called? It's called Dermois, so at D-E-U-X-M-O-I. But I'll send you the link and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, my God, that's very exciting. Is there anyone that you've read that you've been like, oh, my God? You know, everyone has bad days. Don't that, That's the only thing. So when I worked on a celebrity magazine, the thing that I got asked the most was, who's the best and who's the worst celebrity that you've ever met? And I, after, like, in the beginning, I got really shy about answering. And then after a while, I said, it's like a Polaroid of somebody. So if I, my experience of somebody is such a weird environment, like I've been on, like I've met some really famous people and they haven't been particularly nice, but then with years, years down the line and with more experience, you just think I can kind of understand why that, like maybe that shoot or maybe that particular photo call or whatever they were doing, maybe they didn't want to be there. And I can kind of understand why they had a cob on. I think it takes a lot to be able to. It depends on the, app, on the environment. If you are approaching someone, as Sam did with, with Katie, on, and they're not working, then and they're a little bit like, oh, God, really? Okay. And they, they're a bit like that, then I can understand it a bit more. But in a work environment, when you are paid to go in, have photos done, or you're doing interviews to promote something, don't be a dick. Like, it's just yeah. not necessary. It's like okay you can think oh my god if you see if you if you go into interview someone and they're really really arty they could at least say I'm so sorry I haven't had any drink for the last hour I haven't had a I just need something with a bit of sugar to spike me and to make me feel a bit better like we did Kim K and we were quite late in the day and I went in and she was having a tea and she put about five full big sugars in her tea and she was still lovely and I thought bless her She's been probably up nonstop. She's got to, she's in the UK. She's got to do so much press. She was still really professional, but I was like, she's just boosting her little energy level. And I thought that was really, really, you know, she wanted to be on top form and was lagging a bit. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, she's always been super professional when I've interviewed her, but I remember distinctly Anthony Perkins from Psycho. 
So when they were filming, when they were shooting Psycho on the film lot, yeah. obviously because it's a film lot, they have all these tours and these like little buses that go through, like a safari essentially, like and over there they're filming this film about Psycho. I remember his co-star saying to him, like he was getting annoyed because there were people taking pictures. This is like obviously having like 40 years ago or something, getting annoyed about all the people taking pictures. And he said, no, you don't get annoyed. What you do is when you see the van, we stop what we're doing and we wave because they'll remember that that was them, that was us creating Psycho, and they will then go to the theatre and go and watch it. Yeah, see? That's the right attitude to have. You have to put your mind into a different state and think, just plough on through for the next, you know, five minutes. Or And I get that not everyone can be lovely all the time, mm-hmm. but um, it depends on the environment and what you're asking of them and and when and whatnot but you can at least say I'm so sorry not today 100% I think I'm just realizing I don't think I have a picture with Jordan don't you which seems bizarre seeing as I went to her wedding you (laughs) her and Peter did you I was one of the journalists that covered it (laughs) oh my god that's like another life ago now isn't it it would you know what it really I don't know about you, but so where you are now, when you think about like working on working at Mac yeah, and now we can obviously bring it today. Like you have a, a lipstick out with them. But when I think about my early career, it feels like a memory of somebody else's life. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is crazy, isn't it? I think they were probably some of the best years I ever had where I didn't have to f- think before I spoke so much do you know what I mean now I'm like constantly like and I'm not a bad person that would have bad thoughts but you still have to think am I offending someone with everything that you say and stuff whereas then Mm -hmm. if I offended people the better (laughs) do you know what I mean like yeah I don't care I'm young and free and party and booze and then you become yeah, I think you're really good at it. It sounds really good at just owning what you say because there's always going to be somebody, particularly with the numbers of followers that you guys have. And obviously we have mates who have similar sort of numbers who it doesn't matter what they say, somebody is going to slide into the DMs and say something negative about what they've said or try to correct them. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I feel like I've very much learned to dull my personality down I suppose which is such a shame I can't wait for it to be back and it will soon you know what I mean there's been certain things that mean that you have to keep um careful of what you say I can't wait to be out it effing blind do you know what I mean like I'll probably never get a job again but hey ho no I've been missing that a little bit in lockdown well I've obviously ever missing the fact that I'm not going out a few times a week with my mates but that thing of just going you know just having a bit of a dump about a brain dump about what you've what you're thinking or what's wound you up or what you find funny all of that kind of stuff unedited we'd love love. unedited us is amazing edited us is is nice (laughs) <laughs> I was saying to you a couple of months ago, right in the, I think in the middle of it, God, can you just imagine when we all get together and someone comes over and brings us like some drinks? <laughs> oh my God. I just want that to happen again. Do you think that will? It's got I to. I think so. I miss being able to go into London and just be like, are you about, Emma, do you want to go for a glass of Prosecco or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Just to be able to do that. 
I think we still, I think we will. We'll just have to be a bit different. It will just be different. We'll have to really shout two meters apart. (laughs) How are we doing? Get us another bit, get us another whatever. I'm waiting for you and or Sam, although Sam's already hinted at it, so I think she might be the one to do it, to appear on Instagram with a full like forehead makeup situation. Because there is a lot of real estate on that, on our faces. Oh my God. We could potentially. Have you seen that? those masks that are plastic around the mouth so they're, they're like a, so you can see the lips that's just gonna be enough isn't it they were on um, Ian, Ian showed me last night they're on Instagram um you know when they do that kind of paid placement so you can click through and then it arrives and it's the most shittest thing <laughs> Ian does it all the time and I'm like what have you got now and he's like yeah I got it from Instagram you know where you buy the stuff and I was like that is he bought a um, what are those black thing? Those cameras that fly in the sky and film everything. Oh, drone! Yes, I couldn't even think of the word. He bought a drone and he said, oh, "I watched it on an Instagram video. It looked like the best drone you could ever buy. Sixty dollars, best thing." He was like, "It films this, it films that." It came and it was literally looked like it was a McDonald's little toy that you got with your Happy Meal. Do <laughs> it, and it instantly went and smashed on the floor I was like that is the shittest thing you've ever bought so it's kind of like a running joke now didn't you buy like a holster harness thing to make you sit up straight oh yeah but that wasn't even from there I bought a holster because I having giant tits in a previous life (laughs) um, I my shoulders naturally go forward and I wanted to get my posture back which I don't know why I'd want because then it makes my boobs look big again hey hey I just bought it it chafed my underarm so badly that I felt like I was going to get blisters. I had to like plaster under my arm. <laughs> I put it on. I was like, this is tough. I ended up giving it to my sister's Ryan because he, he wanted one. I was like, I've got one. You can have it. Let me know if it works better. I think I might invent one because that one was duff. I keep getting the one at the moment on my Instagram. That's the the thing that you lie on that re, that stops your that lengthens your spine so you can change it so it's like a little a little ramp or a bigger ramp and you basically lie on it and it puts the s shape back in your spine so if you if you do this a lot and i am this close to buying it that sounds quite good it does but the, it arrives it will be literally like crap it will but fall it- apart i'm sure i'm sure um yeah but instagram ads, ads do always get my attention I know. Well, I don't get many ads on mine, I don't think. I haven't turned off ads or anything. I'll probably, that's the thing. When you talk about something, that's when the ads come through. I'm going to get ads for your back thing made. <laughs> send me a link because they're they're listening. Oh, my God, if you do, just you have to let me know. That would be yeah. fascinating. What What is it called, you know? Back straightener. I'm just talking into my phone. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I, I, I've taken it to the point where I've actually like bookmarked the actual website because I thought when I buy it, well, I, so what would you what would you Google if you were buying that back straightener? It's like back stretcher archer thing. Okay, I'm going to say that. <laughs> let you know, and if they do, I'm going to screen grab it and you can put it in the story. <laughs> back straightener, back stretcher. Right, let's see whether that will. That, yeah, there you go. Eye on it over the next few days and let you know. Um, I've loved your feel good habits, and I also think that this has been a really selfish way for me to feel good today. Is chatting to you. Oh, I was so excited when you asked me. I was like, ah, oh, 
do we actually have to talk about anything or can we just chat? <laughs> well, when when I can bubble up or when I can get out, uh, I am straight up your come, gaff. Yeah, come to Norfolk. Uh, I'd love for you to be straight up my gaff. <laughs> that sounds absolutely amazing and very pleasurable. I'll bring I'll bring pink prosecco and nibbly bits. Yeah. And basically, I will cook you my best meal, which will be one of Ian's meals, and so he can then judge it. Which sounds amazing. He is, yeah, he can he can judge it all. We could just drink and let him cook, which would be even better. And by then, the pool might be done. Who knows? Who knows? It's it's a it's a long process. I believe in you. I believe in the pool, and I believe in us. And we'll have it. It'll be fine. Exactly. Um, this has been absolutely delightful. Listeners, I'm going to put the links to Nick, everything that she talked about, probably Harry Styles and Stevie Nicks and obviously your lipstick uh, in the show notes. But it's just been the best time, the best, like, yeah, it's been the best. In the rest of the day. I'm going to go and sit in the park with a massive hat on and all the SPF and read a book because it's too hot to sit at the computer. You're going to Joan Collins it or something, aren't you? Like massive hat. And... I wish. I don't have a. I don't have a caftan. I in the last seriously in the last two weeks I have bought and returned. I kid you not about twenty summer dresses, and I've never worn summer dresses before because I've always had big boobs. This is my first summer without big boobs, and I just nothing looks right. So I'm just like it's denim shorts and it's vest tops for me. Yeah, you can't go wrong in, wrong in denim shorts anyway. Um, I had, I did order this amazing summer hat that folds down and you could take it on holiday with you. And then it's, it kind of unwires and folds back around. I'll have to let you know what it is. If you like a big hat. Well, only because I never sit in the sun because I've obviously sun's quite dangerous, but so if I am going to sit in the sun, I've got this big straw hat that I whack on. Mm, but man. obviously with all the SPF but yeah I'm gonna you being all right I think people know that you're gonna put SPF on but this, this is what social media makes you do it makes you have to at the end say obviously I'm going to SPF and not put cooking fat all over my skin which is what we used to do when we were at school true that lemon right. juice on your hair olive olive oil on the skin right yeah wasps love it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like sun in, lemon juice, anything, spray. I used to take an, an old, sorry, I know you, you want to end this, but I, I haven't talked <laughs> to anyone for a while. Um, <laughs> I used to take an old bottle of Dubry, Dubry from Body Shop. Body Shop, yep, yep, yep. That, empty it, fill it with cooking oil. So that when, in my school lunch break, when the sun was out, I'd spray my legs with cooking oil so they'd get cooked and tanned. That's Who does that? Kids do not do that. It's the most stupid thing in the world. But I grew up in the 90s. We took risks. We also didn't really know, like, in fairness. Yeah. It wasn't as the warnings about the dangers of the sun were not as well known. Yeah, there was no social media to tell you how dangerous life is. <laughs> it's a wonder we go outside at all. Oh, hang on. <laughs> don't. We don't. No, this is going to be what it's going to be. It's just going to be, we're all going to be at each other's houses now. I love that. Now I'm yeah. older. Probably wouldn't have loved it so much in my younger years, but now I'm older. I don't want to leave my house. Bloody love it. I've made it exactly how I want it. Come to me. 
Love yeah. That. And actually I will put the link listeners to Hayes House, your social media account for the house, which covers the pool. Covers, the pool, covers me and Ian being absolute dickheads most of the time. I um, enjoy it hugely. Yeah. He winds me up. I wind him up. It covers married life in the stories Although the actual feed looks really like housey, although we're going to put, make that a bit more family as well. It's really lovely. And it's just been the best to speak to you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. And you. Up. I will. Yeah, bye. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I do hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time hugely. If you did enjoy it and you never want to miss an episode then please do hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. It's also where you get the opportunity to leave a five-star review and a rating for how you feel about the show. And I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving one. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. If you fancy chatting to me and thousands of other fellow listeners of the podcast, then click the link to join the Facebook forum. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode you have to answer a couple of questions but we cannot wait to see you there come over and join the conversation thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one